Well, when you get married, a lot of people say those vows are supposed to, you know, last you for the rest of your life, uh, you know, through all the tough times. But some people take the relationship maybe a little bit too far. Maureen McGrath, the host of the Sunday Night Sex Show, joins me on the line. We're playing the uh, Wedding March song because... You want to talk tonight about the negative impact of living a lie in a relationship. I love the music. How are you, Linda? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, You know, I received a letter from a listener, a very heartfelt letter, that she said uh, she was a 77-year-old. She is a 77-year-old female who was married for 53 years to a man who had a male lover for all those years. Oh, come on. She did not know. Yep. She did. Denial is a drug, though. She said she discovered the truth, condoms, scented lubricants, syringes. I'm still trying to get to why she knew it was a man. Right. But uh, the plastic penis, beautiful cards from his lover, et cetera, et cetera, one year ago. Her husband now has dementia and is permanently hospitalized. Oh, what a sad in- story. What a sad story, but it gets much better, which I will reveal on Sunday night. But she also said 30 years ago, he told her that she was a very sexy, horny woman, and the only way he could control and punish her was by not giving her any sex. And that's what he did. He never gave her any sex for all those years, but gave it to his male lover. Now, why would she have put up with that? Okay, I'll I'll stop interrupting you. No, that's the other thing, is many women put up with a lot. Denial is a drug. There likely were some other signs, other uh, ideas, other thoughts, other beliefs that maybe she decided to repress because of finances or children. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I often find this is the case. I've had a week, this entire week, every single female patient that I have seen in my office, and probably 30, None of them were having sex with their partners, their husbands. I'm talking heterosexual couples, same-sex couples. And they were giving me reasons, everything from life gets in the way, Mm -hmm. to another woman who told me that she had not had sex. I I asked her if she had resumed sexual relations with her husband because she had a pessary. And so she'd had a, a... her bladder had fallen down, and I fixed that for her with a pessary. And I, you know, she can have sex with it in. And and she said no. She felt so badly she hadn't. She loved her husband. She was attracted to him, but they hadn't had sex for ten years. Jeez. And as it turns out, twelve years ago, she found him surfing the net on internet porn, and they split up. I didn't know this this whole part. They had split up, and then they got back together because he said. He realized she was the best thing that ever happened to him. And and so she took him back, but she never actually truly forgave herself or him. And so she has actually punished him basically with no sex for 10 years, which is you often see that with women. Women use sex as a power tool. So my question Um, is, why do people stay together if it's that complicated? Well, interestingly enough, according to the research, people are happy to stay in a relationship even when they're dissatisfied with their sex lives. And so I I said the risk of you not having sex with a man for that length of time, of course, you know, is that he may cheat. You know, he may go outside of the relationship. The same answer from every woman, not my husband. Apparently, Mm -hmm. there's not a man in British Columbia who will cheat on his wife. (laughs) But um, so the women are in such denial. And and she said to me, no, he wouldn't. We're, you know, we're together. He works a lot. That was my red flag that, you know, at at work, Mm -hmm. likely that's that's the place. And that's the chance uh, for people to cheat. So that's why lying in a relationship is very difficult and people can actually get sick as a result of it the the liar and the one who's keeping the secret because eventually it will explode and the one who's living that lie so 
It's never good. I mean, marriage so what's your advice then? Because a lot of people don't want to actually, you know, confess. Sometimes they say that that's more hurtful. You know, the truth sometimes can be more hurtful. What do you suggest that they try to fix it? And if they can't, then to break it up? Well, you know, it's interesting, no, because I also had a, um, a patient in a couple of weeks ago in my office, and she did not want to leave her husband. They had four children, and she was financially dependent upon him, mm-hmm. but she did not enjoy having sex with him because of his temper. And so she uh, decided she had gone outside of the relationship in the past, and she realized when she had gone outside of the relationship that that was that felt good for her and that actually improved sex with her husband so that is often the case as well i mean i was prescribing sex all week long but there have been times in particular patients where i i may prescribe um encouraging the partner to get help or i may prescribe um scheduling sex with yourself you know and also maybe you know what People need to look outside for themselves because it has been shown to benefit marriages. So you never know what you're going to get when you come and see me. (laughs) Wow. So you're saying in some cases you would actually um, suggest that this is what they should do to keep a happy relationship? To empower the person. You know, right. that, and that person has that because often you want to bring the brain is the largest sex organ. And so adding fantasy into a relationship is important because you can't, it can get boring uh, after many years. Right. And uh, with the same person doing you know what. Yeah. But, um, and so you want to bring fantasy in. And sometimes the only way people can bring fantasy in, of course, it's particular patients only. And it's only the patients who are self actualized and really understand it at a very high level and are also involved in something that, you know, she may change her mind later. She may not want to remain in the marriage as time goes on, especially if she becomes financially independent right. and as her children get older, mm-hmm. you know, right now they're all under the age of six. And so that's a oh, that's a very, very go. challenging time. Yeah, absolutely. So you really have to take every single case, uh, you know, in and of itself. But honest and open communication, of course, is the key ingredient to trust. And a trusting relationship is the best. But sometimes people trust unwittingly. Yeah. And, you know, they they choose to ignore it and they have a blissful life and may not find out about something until many years down the road. And your life shatters and falls apart. All right, let's, let's talk about something else. When we come back, Maureen and I are going to talk about the Christmas creep. And I'm not talking about your Uncle Larry. We're talking about holiday weight gain next. About all the eggnog that I tend to drink in December, only December, I don't even really love eggnog. I don't know what it is about this holiday time. Maureen McGrath, the host of the Sunday Night Sex Show, is on the line. And you know what? I also don't crave sweets usually, but suddenly in December, I'm eating shortbread every day. What's up with that? I have no idea. I myself, I have failed at this miserably because I've been (laughs) at every fine restaurant in Vancouver, and normally I can... Uh, eat the order the mushrooms and Brussels sprouts, just vegetables and a salad. But I've gone for the lobster pie, bison, lamb shank, and duck. Good for you, <laughs> Maureen. I know exactly. That's this week only. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm done, and the clothes are crying. So I don't want to go out. You know, I don't want to see anybody. I I've actually gained that five to ten pounds during the holiday season. Before the holiday season, that the average person gains every holiday season. I was quite surprised at that. So I'm 
very interested in my guest, Dr. Keith Cantor, who's a leading nutritionist and author of the book, The Green Box League of Nutritious Justice. He has yes. a list of tips that can help us avoid that dreaded weight creep of the holidays. You so know, I, I feel in... like we owe it to ourselves at some time in the year to just sort of indulge and pamper ourselves and have some of the special treats that come along with the holiday season. I think that's not a bad thing as long as you're not doing it all year round. I think it's great. The problem is there's so much sugar in a lot that's of That's true. That's not good. And, treats, and that's addictive. And and so you you crave more. The more sweets and carbs you eat, the more you crave. And so I'm some sometimes I'm a sweet eater. I love sweets. And so I have to say, I've had all these sweets before. <laughs> I've eaten them for years, and I don't need them again this year. So that mantra helps me a little bit. I don't know what happened to me with the duck and the bison, and the <laughs> I don't normally eat meat. Craving some protein? I Maybe. Who knows? But so it's, you know, what are some of the tips and probably eating before you go to the party would be helpful, but that's if you can remain disciplined and then not eat when you get to the party and drink when you get to the party. Of course, people drink a lot more at this time of year as well. Yeah, and that's not a good thing, especially when you're driving. You can't be drinking and driving, and then it's hard to get a cab. So, yeah, so hopefully we're going to get some simple tips because I hate the idea of just getting to a party. Maybe you should wear some Spanx. Wear three pairs of Spanx so you feel like you're being strangled to death, <laughs> and that'll be your reminder that maybe you shouldn't uh, – you don't need to eat that extra little whatever bit of duck. I hate Spanx. I hate Spanx so much, but I think that, that all clothing should come with a little – stretchable <laughs> elastic <laughs> in the sides. <laughs> and, you know, so you gain five or ten pounds that night. Who cares? But, you know, body image is so important for sexuality and sexual health and how you feel and how you perform. So, you know, this is a time to get under the mistletoe, bring some mistletoe home into your own bedroom. Um, just turn out and, the lights. Then you, you don't know, have you to look have, at each other. Yeah, there might, <laughs> there might be, but you still feel it, you know, you you're still like rolling over and then you've got to bring the extra (laughs) stomach with you as well. That Uh, sounds so sexy, Maureen. Doesn't it? (laughs) So you don't want to do that, but it can be a time where you can reconnect. You have such a romantic time, reconnect with your partner, and that might be inspiration to um, not to consume so much, not to be a gastronomist is what I've decided I've become this Christmas. Okay, well, so we're going to get some tips on your show on uh, Sunday about how to sort of ward off all those temptations during the holidays. That's right, and get back to the bedroom in the best shape possible. Excellent. All right. Well, you have a fantastic weekend. Thank you so much. Same to you. I will talk to you next week. And I'll see you next week. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Maureen. That's Maureen McGrath, the host of the Sunday Night Sex Show. And when we come back, Drex will be in to tell us what's up on his show.